The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hey, and welcome to the Beauty is Found Within podcast, hosted by the beautiful Pippa Leslie. Pippa will be speaking about hers, other spiritual stories, perspectives, and journeys, so we can in turn find the right match of resonance that speaks to our heart and souls. Each week she will be sharing topics around spirituality, manifestation, mindset, self-love, and personal growth, as well as personal interviews with our fellow soul family and friends. Hey guys, welcome back to the Beauties Found Within podcast. Back with another interview today and today I have a special lady on. Her name is Katie Story and she is a voice and confidence coach. And the special thing is Katie is actually my coach at the moment. So I'm really, really pleased to have her on the show today. Hi Katie. Hi Pip, how are you? I'm really well, how are you? Really good, thank you. I'm really excited to actually be here today and uh, just share some insights with you all. I can't wait to chat to you today. I'm really intrigued because you're my coach and I kind of know you on that business, a little bit personal side, but it's good to chat to you more today about more about you yeah. and how you got on your journey and just obviously your insight to, you know, for the listeners today. So tell me a little bit about your journey and how you got into spirituality as well. Okay, so we're going to go all the way back to uh, about five years ago. So I spent... 13 years working as a broadcast journalist in the UK. So I lived in London for a bit. I worked at Channel 4. I moved back up to the northeast and I've worked for places like BBC and lots of radio stations nationally and locally as well. So in that time, I had the privilege of interviewing and meeting royalty, senior politicians, celebrities, sporting stars, you name it. I've probably interviewed them all. And it got to a point in my stage of my life where I had my second son and um, I decided that I needed some more freedom because journalists it's not all what it's cracked up to be it's a it it sounds like a glitting career and it is and at times but it was really really draining especially my energy Um, if we had a story that would break I'd be on it for days and until the story was actually finished I could not go home so for the times of like spending those precious moments with a newborn it just wasn't feasible anymore and I really wanted to create some more freedom in my life and a bit more balance. I was all go, go, go. And I never really had time to slow down. And that's what I really, really craved. And having an opportunity to set up on my own, having a gap in the market to help women to really feel confident in themselves was a turning point for me. Because I used to always see and hear these professional ladies and even the most like successful celebrities that I've interviewed, they would all creep up and they would hate the sound of their own voice. They didn't know how to position themselves. They were basically told what to say for interviews. And I realized that, you know, you are a sort of a leading position in the celebrity world or in the media world. And yet you are given a false interpretation of what people perceive of you. And it was then when even I interviewed just a normal entrepreneur she was um she worked for a bank and she was top she was the top person in the bank and she had to be told what to say she hated speaking she didn't have any confidence and she was the top ceo of that company and it just surprised me how 
lack lack of skills she had in speaking and in herself to really believe in what she believed in and she did not want to run conferences she didn't want to stand up in front of stage and talk and I knew there was a gap in the market and that's why I dove straight in and fast forward nearly four and a half years and that's it it's like my I'm living my dream I love that and how like you helped me to you know stand out from the crowd which I've, I've always done anyway and I really want to just be authentic with my message you know the worst thing for me would be to have someone tell me what to say because then it's not actually coming from the true the trueness of yourself so like that really that like, I feel for those like women and men who have to literally just stage what they say because it, it isn't coming from their own soul so again it's that you have that beauty of working with people and actually getting them to connect with their message and what they actually want to say, because that's what life's about right now, isn't it? It's about, you know, standing in your truth, sharing your message, because we all have this divine mission. And if we're not doing that, it's not coming from an authentic place. For sure. And I think one of my skills is really, I used it as a journalist as well, was to get people to open up to me and actually have like just share exactly how they feel what their struggles are and be really realistic with me and I don't I'm like not about sugarcoating things I really get to the core of their of their struggles and you know for yourself like I'm that type of person where I'll just guide you and give you all of the skills that you need to really just own your truth stand in what for what you say and don't be afraid what other people are going to think of you and if you're different, embrace your difference. You know, we all try to conform to society to all fit in. But yet the beauty of that is when we don't fit in, we stand out. And that's how I always, you know, encourage you to just stand for what you believe in and never, ever think about what other people think of you, what people will perceive of you, because you have to start believing in yourself first before you can then help others. That is so true because if, again, with me, I believe in my message and if it's it's belief in all of it, it's belief in yourself, it's belief in the universe, it's belief in everything is divine timing. That is something that's coming up for me today a lot is everyone is kind of in that mindset this year because of COVID that, you know, when's this going to end? When can I go on holiday? When it's the when and the how and the message I really wanted to send out today was about letting go of outcome because I think a lot of us are kind of we do have that little bit of control in us where we want to know when this is going to turn up how is this going to turn up and it is about just letting it go and knowing that the universe has a plan for you and you know it's like example the way you and I met Katie was just through on online as I, met, I meet a lot of my friends right now mm. but again that was divine timing because what I needed right then was to switch up you know my bit my business in a sense of my message and and finding my niche which you helped me do so it is about letting the universe guide you and letting the you know flowing with the universe as well so how how did you connect to your spirituality? Did you always know from a young age or did you kind of have a spiritual awakening when you were older? My mum has always been interested in clairvoyance and she always believed herself that she had a gift. So from really, really like, I remember like three, four years old, she used to have like these tarot cards and she would also have a friend come around and they would have like these crystals and I just thought they were just the most amazing thing as a kid. I used to sit and play with them. And she used to just, I remember my mum having readings and doing readings herself. 
And she used to always say to me that I was should always trust my gut and trust that something the the fire in my belly and and, my, and any decision that I would make from a very young age. I always knew that there was something else out there that I was so intrigued about and I used to um like make my own spells as a kid I used to you know get those like spell books I was so fascinated into like spirituality and and witchery into everything I just found it like a magical world that I could escape to and as I've got older I've really tapped into that so I didn't really I lost touch when I was a journalist I used to tap in and tap out and read books. But really, when I started my own entrepreneurship journey, it was then then things really took a hold. And I totally believe that everything happens for a reason. And the people that you meet are meant to come into your and out of your life as as they should be. And some things will always stick with you. And people will come in, leave a message and then go. And always remember that it's, it's there for a reason. And when I um I remember reading going back years you know the secret that really started me up and um it was like oh this is really interesting about manifestation about the law of attraction and I watched the film and I just was hooked I've read so many books about the law of attraction manifestation and now I'm at a stage where I'm like wanting to open up my own intuition a bit further and I really trust in in, I have a gift that I can actually tap into people's thoughts and their energies and feelings and, and get that. And that's how I work with clients. I work with you. I feel that when we first met, we had that instant connection energy wise. And I just knew that we would be a really good fit together. And as time's gone on, then it's proved to be, you know, it's proved to be a really good friendship. And, you know, you just when you meet somebody, you just know that you're meant to meet that person then I think you know that for me is like I have to start trusting I need to learn to start trusting my own intuition a bit bit more and it's so interesting that yesterday I had a reading for me and um, the cards that came up have been the cards that I've been picking for the last month that have always been popping up and it's always been the starseed from Rebecca Campbell's um, the oracle card book deck and it's all about conserving your energy and I'm really open so I zap I take people's energy but then I always feel drained at times and I really feel that I need to conserve my energy more that's keep it keep going coming up and yesterday there was a card about transformation and at this time with COVID I have changed my business model round as well and I feel like now is the time that I'm I'm going through that change that transformation in my personal life as well like you know as well as business, everything's just starting to now feel more aligned, as you, as we shall say, shall say. You're the same as me, Katie, because I'm trying to, you know, figure that out as well, because I, again, you know, I give my energy so freely to others and I do need to conserve it because I think, you know, as well as I do, there are parts of my month, especially with my cycle, which I've, I've figured mm-hmm. out the week that I'm actually due on my period is always the week where I'm drained, where I'm yeah you know I get migraines I'm I'm really run down but me being Pip I would always put so much pressure on myself to you know keep going keep going I can't miss out I can't you know I want, I want to show up for my I want to show up for my clients I want to show up for my friends and actually I'm better off not because one they're going to be there either way yeah. and two I'm just going to you know 
exhaust myself, which I have done a few times, and you've you've seen that a few times as well. So, again, it is that I think it is a collective too as well for us spiritual beings. You know, we do tend to. I think it's moving from being a people pleaser because I do feel like I don't. I'm not in that kind of energy anymore. But in a sense, I'm still so giving. I'm still so kind. So again, it's working on where do I get to the next boundary with that? Because, you know, as you know, uh, my values, Katie, are about service to others, you know, that from Latsu, mm. you know, they're my big values, service to others, kindness, gentleness, and reverence for all life. And, you know, the service to others, I, I always struggle with this one. So I'm always listening to Wayne and I'm always trying to ask for guidance, you know, and to say, well, where do you stop with service to others? Because it's because we want to give and give and give and give, you know, when do we go, okay, well, now's enough because you got to keep filling your cup up. I think that's kind of the key, isn't it? It's the balance as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I am the same. I will give and open up. I would literally do any, I'm very trusting person. And I've only recently learned to hone in and stop people pleasing because we've all, we've all done it. We're all guilty of it at times. And now, like, as I I keep on thinking about Archangel Michael, like he keeps on coming up with my meditations and it's all about protection. And I think protecting myself and really trying to think about you as an individual and your values, your energy, what you perceive is really important. And you will reach a stage of burnout if you don't. And I have been there. I've been there the first year in business. I was going to quit, completely pack it all in. I was really struggling financially but also mentally I was given I'm working all these days then I really lost focus of why I started the business so I would spend all the time in the business not the time with the kids and it would cause like eruptions in the family like the arguments with my husband and I just had to to just take a break and I took six months out to reassess and re-get back to what my why and all about you know my family and the reasons why we want to do what I do we love traveling and we didn't have that. And it was only until I took time out. And I take time out regularly now. I always do. Every three few months, I'll take a week off. And I think it's always right that you just need to do that. So if you're feeling that you can't do it, just do it. Yeah, it's like when you're at the most resistance, it's probably because you need to be the less resistant. Because again, with me, it was that my physical body, we've got to remember as well, we are spiritual beings having this human experience. So our physical body is going to feel all the emotions, it's going to feel the pain, it's going to feel all this, you know, all these feelings. But then sometimes you have to really listen to the gut, you know, because like you said, listening to that gut and trusting that, that's one thing I really need to start doing more of is that your physical body will be screaming at you, if you know, making you tired, making you overeat, making you mm. get migraines, you know, things like that. And that is where when you connect to your physical body on a daily basis, you know what your body's trying to tell you. And it's, so obviously we're all so different in how we kind of take time out and how we all fill our, our cup up. So what are, what are kind of the things you do, Katie, when you take time out? How do you fill your cup? I go out in nature. So we love, as a family anyway, we love walking. So the Lake District for me means and has a hold, always will hold a special place. And for us, just getting out and going for like a three mile or a five mile hike with the kids we're near water because I'm, I'm a cancer star sign. I have to be near water. I always feel at home. That's why I live on the coast and I go to the beach regularly because that, that, that just, for me, it's a safe place. It's where 
even when at my darkest times, I would go out in nature, go somewhere that's got a stream or water and sit and just think about what's happening. I always do meditations. And even if it's just five minute meditations in the morning and some breath work, if I don't do that, and I will literally, I can see how I, I, if I don't do that, I change. So my moods change. I am a completely different person. And I realize, you know, I need to get back to me. I need that five minutes in the morning just to meditate, to have my thoughts. It really does have a massive effect on me. And I always think, you know, I, that, that's just my time. I think being a busy mum as well, having that five minutes in the morning is just, it gives me so much, um, like centers me for the day. It relaxes me, it calms me and it sets my intention up for what I want to achieve. So even if there was people who are really skeptical, because my family at first were like, thought I was so woo doing meditations, like they just didn't get it. Mm. Um, and but now they do. They now they see the difference. If I don't do my inner work, they see a difference in me. And I really truly believe that it has a massive effect on me and my state of mind, especially. Yeah, and it's funny because I bet five minutes being a mum feels like an hour at times. Like it's just that time <laughs> yeah. out for you. <laughs> totally. Like, yeah, five minutes can feel five hours. So I always encourage like anybody, just take five minutes out in the morning or nighttime or throughout the day, even when you're doing like making the tea or having or making a, a, a brew or something, then just taking that time to really just take some deep breaths in, really focus on like your intentions, how your feelings. I always talk about feelings because feelings are so valuable and we really need to hone in on how we feel at each point throughout the day because there will be, we'll feel lots of different emotions as we go through our life and day, but on a daily basis, how we think and how we feel and act really has an important part to play in how your day goes. So if you're having a really bad day, you will feel really like emotional, stressed, anxious, and whatever you're thinking will also be the same. So it's really hard to switch up. And but just taking those five minutes out to center, take some more deep breaths can really help you to then reframe your day and make your day a bit better. I love that. So I know we've touched on it slightly, but what has been one of your main challenges, Katie? And you know, on the way in, in this business life and being a you know a busy entrepreneurial mum, you know, and how did you overcome the challenges? I would say the first year was really, really, really tough. Just to figure it out for me, I was used to a busy newsroom. I was the hustle and bustle, working all the time to then going to my own office in my house, which at the time it was just my bedroom. And um, I would sit there and be so lonely. The kids would be at like nursery and school or at, the, at my um, my mother-in-law's. And I was so lonely. I really, really struggled because going from one environment to another, uh, I just couldn't focus. I didn't know what steps to take. I was so desperate to get clients in. And I think I learned myself that I was teaching people about messaging and positioning. I wasn't doing that, you know, and I hold my hands up because I've been there. And when you put out desperate energy and you're trying to chase that next bit of money, you just repel everything. You know, you just, you'd given exactly the opposite. And it wasn't until... I took those six months out that I really assessed my business model, looked at it because I wasn't treating it as a business. I was treating it as I'll just do a couple of hours here and there. And I wasn't really reaching out to anybody. My messaging was all over the place. I didn't have a proper system, no structure. I didn't know how to run a business. And I gradually learned to get some help. 
and figure out how to actually run a business. And um, I'm really grateful for the, the help that I got then. And I always continue to invest in some upskilling and a coach, whatever that is, just go and learn something on a daily basis. Listen to a podcast, listen to this one. You find some tools and tips you can pick up from anywhere. It doesn't have to cost anything, but I think you have to constantly keep growing and learning. And that's that will help you to get out of any struggles that you've got. Yeah. And I feel like as well, when I ask people on the podcast about the challenges, I always go back to the same message that when you have challenges come up, it doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't have to be a struggle. You know, I really truly believe that your challenges are there to help you grow and we all know that but I, th- I think it's seeing challenges as an opportunity it's seeing challenges you know as well I'll learn from this and again it could be a challenge of say losing a loved one or a divorce or you know something really traumatic but then we know that I always look at it in this way you know I lost my nan to cancer three years ago and it's come up to the three-year anniversary and you know sometimes I forget actually like you know how traumatic that was and Mm. and watching her die in three months and I was a really I'm very strong and I'm very I was I'm still very spiritual then and looking back and I think wow like it went so fast but Mm. then I looked at it in a fact where I can then help someone maybe get through that as well you know it, it could be a client that I meet it could just be a friend you know, I could, I could end up meeting someone on my travels who's going through the same thing. And again, I always say this, you know, with the challenges that come up, a lot of us go through similar challenges. So it's yeah. good to empower each other and, you know, ask how you overcome them. And then we can help, you know, all help each other get through it. And that's what I love about how women are coming together more now to help each other grow. 100%. I mean, I was so close to my Nana. We, she basically helped to bring me up and, she died five years ago and we shared the same bedroom for about 20 years so we were like we were best buddies and when she passed away I I was literally I really really struggled for months because I felt like I lost obviously my nana but my best friend and like everything we shared together was just I felt like just gone but she reached at a stage she was 90 when she died so she had a wonderful life and she always will come up in conversations no matter who I meet because she had a lasting impact on me and my husband always says you know you always talk about because she's called Florrie I always talk about Florrie like she'll always come up I tell my kids about her and the times when I really when I need some advice she will just like pop in I feel like she's just like talking to me you know she'll be just saying like you shouldn't be doing that or like this is this is what you should be doing like go for it I will just ask her like and I'm more than happy to like the kids know me and I'll be like, right, Nana, like, where do I need to go? Like, am I on the right path? And I'll always see a feather. I'll ask for something. And I know she'll always give me a sign. And for me, that gives me a really sense of like comfort that she's always there with me. And even though it's been five years and it's five years gone, I just think, you know, these people that have a lasting impact on us, like our, our grandparents, really do mean a lot you don't I think you don't you don't really appreciate people until till they've gone and yeah you know and the thing is that it's just a physical body isn't it that's that's not here anymore and again you know your your nana will probably be one of your spirit guides which is beautiful and you know it's um again this is like another another episode it's like all about you know losing loved ones and and you know the the subject around death you know I was ch- chatting to a client yesterday about 
uh, she works in the NHS and she works with you know dying patients and you know we really every time we chat it's always a really powerful chat and you know and I, I got her to actually like write down about how she feels about death you know even the word death I just hate that word and I just said you know even if you listen to this now, you know, even the word death makes me cringe, but maybe just for a, a couple of days after this, listen to this episode, I want you to just go away and just think, you know, how do you perceive death? Like, I know this wasn't the actual topic we want to talk about, but clearly it's supposed to be spoke about. I always go with the flow. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, how do you perceive that, you know, and, and go away? And because you'll see it differently to how I see it, Katie. But again, we see it as like, you know, a transformation. It's not like, I'm never going to see them again. You know, we know that their spirit is still around and and that that their soul carries on. Yeah, definitely. And I think you can really sense that, especially when her name or whatever that loved one, their names always will pop up. And there will always be a situation where you will think of them. And I really think that's them saying, I'm still here. Like, you know, when it's really good, they want to be heard as well. And for me, when I whenever I speak about her I always like even now I feel like a sense like she's she's literally sitting next to me you know yeah, and she probably is it's, it's like, such an amazing feeling though like if you don't believe in that kind of stuff just think what you're missing out on like you think your loved ones are always around you but if you don't believe and you don't open your heart and your mind to it you know you're not going to see it it's again like the the shift and the spiritual awakenings I've had if I wasn't open and present mm. I wouldn't have seen hardly any of them so it is it's having that belief that life goes on after that and it's they are around you and they they could be your spirit guides or they could just be you know a little guardian angel for you and it's it's such a beautiful way of looking at life after after they've passed on too 100 percent. i mean i know kids always have that sense of like because they're more open to perceive things and when my first born son sam he used to always describe this old lady it was like exactly my nana and he used to say i've been taught to flow and now she's called Flory, and I'd be like, oh, my God. So <laughs> this is, like, when he was, like, three. And I really feel like kids are really acceptable to that, you know. And he, he even he still says, oh, yeah, my friend Flo. And I always think, oh, like, I just feel like, oh, that's so lovely. I get that really sense of, like, yeah, that's just what kids are like. You know what I mean? To have that yeah, openness. And Wayne Dyer talks about this a lot. And I think one of his books that he written was called Memories of Heaven. And if anyone's interested in this topic, if you've got young children, actually he talks about how children are the closest to the universe and to God because they've just come from that place, if that makes sense, because mm. they've just been born. So I remember Wayne, it really made me laugh. He was talking about this at one of his events and it, it just made me laugh out loud because I can just imagine, you know, because I just love him so much. He said at parties, you don't find him sat with all the adults, you know, reminiscing. He said he sat on the floor with all the kids asking them you've seen god you've seen the universe what does it look like tell me more tell me more i know you know and i just it made me laugh because he said imaginary friends and things like that you know all kids have them and a lot of parents dismiss it thinking it's them you know being a little bit crazy but it's not it's i believe it's actually their imaginary friend is in their spirit guide or their loved ones and again like when i do have children I will actually like set a table for that imaginary friend. You know, I'll maybe have like a blow up bed for that imaginary friend because I want to, you know, encourage that mm. because again, it's the, it's children's mind that's open and the more it stays open, the more that they'll keep seeing that and, and it'll get stronger and stronger as they grow up. So I think the book was called Memories of Heaven and mm. it's where kids have, say for example, a, a couple have had a miscarriage and they try for a baby again. 
apparently the new baby remembers being the old baby when they got a little bit older, which is just gives me goosebumps, but they actually can remember their past lives because they'll talk about like such a, such a body in a past life. And I just think that's fascinating. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that is just, it does. It, it just, it's so, it's so, so fascinating and it just gets you thinking, doesn't it? There's so much more to life than, than even now. I just know there's more to learn. There's more to see, but before we finish, Katie, I wanted to ask a question. Anyone who's listening who struggles with their confidence in speaking, their confidence in their message, or just, you know, even people who actually don't like the sound of their voice, because I know you're listening, you know, I know you've had that before, because I used to be the same. I would hate sending voice notes. I would hate to be on video because I, I, I hated my voice, but now I'm doing lives. I love sending voice notes. I've got a podcast so I can just talk and talk and talk. So anyone who's listening who has them struggles, what would be your main advice for them going forward? The first thing I want you to think about is what if I don't reach or if I don't do a podcast, if I don't do a video, if I don't do that next thing that you've been putting you off, what is the worst going to happen? What's the worst going to happen? Like what's going to happen? You're going to be missing out on opportunities that are there for you. And I always think just go for it. Just have the inability to just try it and step and see what it's like. Because even if it's your first Facebook live or your Instagram live or whatever it is, a story, the first time you've done it is amazing and should be celebrated. And then after the second one, it gets easier. The one after time after that, it gets much easier. But also if you're afraid of your own voice, why don't you just record it and listen back to see and get used to how you sound? That is one thing that a lot of people struggle with. They don't like their own sound of their voice because they never really listen to how they sound and how what you say and how you think you sound is completely different to how other people will hear you. Because especially through a podcast like this, our voice is actually condensed and our our sound waves are compressed. So we all sound a little bit different anyway. But as long as you get used to actually hearing how you sound, will give you the confidence for when you do do that show up on that video, you do do that voice note to that client or whatever it is. And actually you think, you know what? I sound brilliant. You know, we all have our voice. We should use it to our advantage. You only get one voice and once it's gone, it's gone. So, you know, really think about how you can install confidence. So do your affirmations, breath work, but also just little steps and just the baby steps will lead you to get to where you want to be. I, I would never like go jump in head first, just plan, go ahead for it and see what happens. What is the worst going to happen? I love that. And again, like your voice is your most powerful tool. You know, it really is. It's one of those senses that is, I think it's, it is the most powerful. And again, I agree with you, Katie, you know, if you're not, say you're a coach and you really want to make an impact in the world, you know, not showing up on that live or not doing those stories. Think about the people who would miss out seeing that amazing message. And again, one of my clients, she's putting off writing a book at the moment and she's uh, an article for a magazine. And I, I said the exact same words to her. I said, well, just think that woman or man who picks up that magazine that time, if your article's not in there, think about the people that you're going to miss out on helping. 100%. So I always say, make it about them, not you. When you take the the limelight off yourself, uh, you know, again, that helps. And just think of at the end of it. I always used to think when I got on stage or I did an event, I'd always think how I'm going to feel at the end of it when I've said, thank you for coming or whatever it is think of how amazing you're going to feel and focus on that and just think you know like like you said Katie what is the worst that can happen really 
Exactly. And if I'm just going to end on one thing, I would just say if you can say that you've impacted at least just one person, then you've made that person change. You know, you've really had an impact on their life. For me, it's always if I can just help one client to really overcome her fears, I feel amazing. I know that I'm here to do that job and that's my gift. And one, it, one, you can, it has a ripple effect. Once you impact one person, they will then learn your skills and then impact on others. So it's, it is a massive ripple effect. One person is all you need to impact the world. I love that. That's always been my mission to help at least one person or animal a day. And it's, again, it's that ripple effect just by being you. It's, you know, again, it's not about impacting the masses you know because that again can be overwhelming it's just about impacting that one person a day and just think small steps think small because when you go too big that's when the overwhelm steps in but I just want to say thank you to the listeners and how can they find you on social media Katie just let them know and I can put the links in the show notes as well brilliant so you can find me on instagram at story underscore media or just type in on facebook as well instagram is normally where I hang out though yeah cool and thank you so much for coming on it's been a pleasure talking to you especially like on on a podcast instead of just on a, on a client call it's been lovely I know I know I love it no I just I just think it's amazing like just having a general chat and just sharing a little bit more insight into learning about each other is just it's been amazing yeah and thank you for being you and thank you for being my coach thank you well you know I always will love you and support you whatever you do <laughs> ditto well thank you so much to everyone listening i hope you enjoyed this episode uh, you know just tag me and katie on instagram give us your greatest takeaways if you have any questions please reach out to us but we'd love to hear your feedback on this episode again you'll find katie's links in the show notes but wherever you are in the world i hope you have a beautiful day and we'll chat to you soon bye for now I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.